G'day guys, it is the coach here. Hope you're all well. Welcome to, uh, actually, I, in my mind, so when I was going to go buy dinner, so my wife's not feeling very well today, and I thought I'm going to buy something to eat, something delicious, as opposed to the uh, the stuffed capsicums with mints that I had made uh, that it was going to be for dinner. And I'm thinking, I'm walking up the road, and I'm thinking, right, I'm going to try to open up this episode really funnily. I'm going to say, uh, uh, if it's Wednesday, it's wall. Oh, wait, no, it's not that episode. Uh and I was going to try to do something really funny, and I completely forgot about it. So I might just do the proper introduction. Hello, <laughs> my name is Anthony. It is the coach, and this is the return of uh, Down Under Sigma. So this was an episode or a show that was long running for a good 18 months with my good friend, Liam, who with life taking up a little bit of his time. Actually, it's not a little, a lot. He's He is mm. absolutely jammed packed with life. Good stuff, university. I'm not going to kind of dox him and kind of share what's going on. But uh, Liam uh, has foregone, I guess, his role. And I have scoured the internet for the world's best talent. Uh, and I landed on Clint. But it is Clint, the hottest free agent. Uh, if you don't know Clint, Clint is from the podcast Heralds of War. He is Australia's godfather into Age of Sigma, and I couldn't think of any better person uh, who's Manfred aligned than Clint to be my co-host. So Clint uh, is on probation like any good work experience person. They do have three months to, to prove themselves, but Clint is the new co-host. G'day, Clint. Howdy. Thank you very much for that. I'm not going to call it a glowing introduction because I don't think it was. I think it was sort of like a backhanded kind of, and I can see Luke in the chat going off too. Don't think I can't see that. I'll bring it up. Luke, Luke, Luke's, <laughs> Luke's secretly a bit upset that he yeah. wasn't the one invited. But look, Clint is the the man in Age of Sigma. If it wasn't for Clint, uh, Australia probably wouldn't have the scene that it has right now. So uh, I thought who better than to do down under Sigma, which is really at the moment probably a monthly show to kind of do a bit of a round robber of what's happening in uh, Australia and New Zealand. We'll, we'll, we'll take them like a good Pavlova uh, and a Russell Crowe, but we're going to talk all things Age of Sigma. We're going to talk about things that are topical at the time. We're going to talk about, in this particular episode, uh, uh, Broken Realms. I'm going to say Mortal Realms bloody magazine uh we'll talk broken realms what we're seeing what we're expecting uh a little bit of hobby progress and what we're up to uh, consider this a live podcast if this is the first time you've seen down under sigma uh and as we progress you know we will bring back our cast of characters our uh, australia's best and finest guests who can share all things about what's happening whether it's tournaments um, and if people want to hear certain things uh we are absolutely flexible like a gymnast so let us know what you want to hear. But Clint, for people who don't know who you are other than that hot garbage introduction, who is this man who is my co-host? Uh, howdy, I'm Clint from the Heralds of War. Uh, the, we were Australia's first dedicated age cinema podcast. That's on hiatus at the moment. I also run Can the AOS event at CanCon. Uh, largest age of Sigma, uh, age of Sigma double, uh, oh my gosh. Largest you can't do an intro. I can't do an intro. Largest Age of Sigma singles event in the world. There we go. If I say it slowly, I'll get it out. You um, got there in the end. Look, it's been a long time <laughs> since you created content. So uh, it is. It is. You're back on track. Mate, this is my third episode today. I've done three things so far. I am uh, on fire. Yep, fair enough. I don't have to talk at work, so um, my, my brain just shuts off. Um, yeah, so... Um, 
that's me. Uh, the guy who sort of cajoled enough people to to play Age of Sigmar, and now look where we are. So wasn't doing much, and then you said, "Come jump on this show," and I'm I'm happy to be here. Look, I asked five different people. I'd asked Doom and Darkness. I'd asked Cinderfall Gaming. Uh, I had asked the Dwellers Below. And all of them had said, look, thank you, but, uh, you know, we don't have time. But you were like, hey, man, I've got nothing to do. So I'd love to chat. But um, wow. Wow. All the way down the all the way down the list. We got there in the end. Look, it was between you guys and uh, probably James from Mortally Wounded, who I'm just shouting out because he's in the chat as well. But hello, everyone who's on here. Um, we're, we're all having jokes. Look, Clint and I are very good friends. We, uh, we've we played together. Uh, we, we chat a lot with tournaments, uh, being that Clint runs the largest Age of Sigmar event. I run one of the larger ones, uh, and we're always kind of brainstorming and sharing. And I thought, uh, who better for us to kind of deep dive into the Australian scene, what we're seeing overseas as well, uh, talk a bit about Warhammer, what's going on, and who knows, maybe a bit of a sneak peek with what's going to come, given we are a little bit ahead of time. So um, that's kind of what to expect, at least. And um, I'm I'm in a good spot, man. I think Age of Sigma, I think, you know, if we are, we did this a couple of months ago, I think it'd be a bit of like nothing's going on. But for our community, there's a lot going on. Tournaments are resuming in Australia. Um, we're seeing some up stuff in Brisbane. I'm attending to an, an event uh, in a couple of weeks' time, we've got stuff happening in New Zealand. We've got, uh, because events are happening, you know, I'm seeing a lot more activity from, like, uh, Work in Progress Wednesday. I'm seeing, you know, more content being created. Broken Realms really has kind of lit the fire in the community and some really cool things uh, seem to be coming down the line. What, what's your take so far, uh, you know, what you're kind of seeing now? Well, yeah, definitely here in Queensland, we're definitely ramping up. Like, we've had some some little stuff um, through the last couple of months. I know Simon in Brisbane is, has been running some things and we're going to hopefully, touch wood, um, have our first two-dayer in a very long time in December. So lots of people getting amped up for that um, and prepping armies and things like that. Which yeah, I know for us as well, we've got the Canberra tournament. So Michael Thompson is running a two-dayer as well. So I think for me, that'll be my first two-dayer since... SAGT in March. So um, it's going to be really interesting to kind of, it's been six months since I've seen the guys, let alone some people have said the last event they attended was CanCon, which was January. So mm. it's for some people, it's almost nine months. And uh, yeah. got, I'm going to call this out. Shout out to Jonathan, a uh, friend of the channel, who's saying powerful hat meta between AOS coach and Heralds of War. Clint, Clint put a lot of effort to go make sure he had a hat ready for this episode. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. I can't come on here without a hat. You've got to have one. So definitely can't be out can't be out hatted. But what, what what's been really cool as well is um uh, even even in Perth, you know, probably our furthest cousin, you know, three to four hours uh flight traveling. It's you know, uh East Coast versus West Coast America, so far away. They've actually got an event this this year as well. So they've got uh Battle Masters GT. Mm. So um pockets of events are starting to come up um so it's really cool to see what the meta is going to look like what people have been up to a lot of people have been painting armies starting things fresh um people you know we, we didn't really get to see seraphon in action because most events kind of i wouldn't say banned seraphon but seraphon because they didn't have the faq done by 
the tournament, the last set of tournaments. We haven't really seen uh, the Seraphon meta. We haven't really seen Lumineth meta. Uh, Gargans, I'm rushing crazily trying to get the Gargans ready for November. So um, I think people are going to come in, want to roll some dice, just have fun, and who knows what we're going to see. I think uh, it could be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's interesting because we've had lots of like tabletop simulator uh, tournaments and games and things like that, and it's allowed people to practice and pick things up. And so I think once we come back to tournaments, you know, you mentioned WA and Queensland, we, you know, we will probably get there a bit sooner than other people. Oh, and Canberra. Um, you know, they'll have these honed lists with these books that probably haven't been seen much play, but... People will also be prepped for them at the same time. We'll have seen what they can do. So it's it'll be a weird thing to see all these new books come in, but people kind of know them a bit better than they would normally. So, Yeah, I know um, I actually played at a store tournament just the other day um, at, at Hall of Heroes in Campbelltown. And uh, my first opponent, someone who's actually in my Discord, Benji, um, shout out to Benji, um he he shared with me that you know he wouldn't be playing at that what that one day if it wasn't for tts so he's been playing a lot of tabletop simulator with his obr exploring mortis praetorian and um his list was hard hard as nails uh, i think he just played chris welfare and went down on tabletop simulator in a uh, i think pask is running a uh like a like a i think it's like a, a knockout series or some type of um tournament uh, online tournament but um, mm -hmm. The tabletop simulator community has been growing quite significant, especially as England goes back into lockdown. America's mm -hmm. got a lot of um, uncertainty when it comes to events and events being shut down. So um, it's been a really good spread to kind of see the different local metas as well because we've got this tabletop meta. And not all other hindrances, people can pick up models. They don't have to buy and paint them. They can test things. So uh, I think that'll play a big part when it comes to actual tabletop. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and and people will find out very quickly what doesn't work in in tabletop simulator with having to spend large amounts of money too, which is yeah yeah. I've thing. seen a lot of like Lumineth building around battle cattle. I know some people were like, "Look, the theory behind battle cattle sounds good, but what does it actually look like?" And um, some people have been testing some ideas around. So I think that's been uh, a godsend for for people who have been stuck or maybe they don't have the place to play games because of lockdown because of um they just can't find opponents or maybe they're not feeling as confident to to be in a space like that so um i think we're in a good spot man there's a lot of things coming up i'm very excited um i'm praying for things coming from broken realms to um shake up the meta both the narrative meta and the gaming meta so i think we're in a good spot absolutely yeah i can't can't wait for the the uh the narrative to sort of progress with broken realms yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk Broken Realms probably as our topic of the episode because uh, there is a lot to go through. But um, I thought I might, let's let's do a bit of hobby progress. And um, something Clint and I were kind of talking about before we got online was um, maybe in future episodes if people want to share their hobby progress with us and maybe get a feature and we kind of show off some people in the Australian and New Zealand community, um, you know, maybe in future episodes we'll kind of gather some of these photos. So if that sounds like something that you'd be interested in, uh, do let me know in the comments section. And, and uh, yeah, maybe maybe once a month we will showcase some people's photos as well. And because um, there is some awesome, there's an awesome hobby in our community. Um, very impressive people, not just people like Sloan and you know the Jameses of the world, both Queensland James and Canberra James. There are some really talented people in our community. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, and with with 
everybody sort of not having events to go to. Uh, some people have gravitated and done a lot of hobby and progressed really far. So we'll just have a look. Oh, look at that. It's yeah. all fancy. So I thought I'd bring up your hobby. So what have you been up to? Well, there's, there's, um, well, you've got the Nurgle guy there uh, because I played a game against a guy called Brad in our local scene and he was running Nurgle and he kicked my butt. And I'm like, hmm, Nurgle models are pretty nice. So I just went and bought the cheapest Nurgle model they had to paint. And that's kind of scratched that itch for me as far as the urge to do a Nurgle army. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed painting it, don't get me wrong, um, but I don't know if I could do an army full of Blight Kings, which are all essentially characters. You're chasing uh, the meta. You got your butt kicked by Nurgle, so you're going to chase Nurgle now. No, no, I'm actually painting last year's filth. On the other side there, we've got 40 more tech guard uh, that I've been painting up actually on my hobby stream over on Twitch. Um, been dry brushing them up and painting um, poor men's OSL blades and stuff like that on them. Um, they're sort of waiting for me to put some basing materials on the, um, the tufts and some snow. Uh, so, and then I'll have that 40 done and then I can progress with all the other stuff. Have you so. been painting a lot? Like I know uh, you recently been doing Twitch. Um, I know when I stream hobby hangouts, I get almost nothing done. Um, the chat is always disrupting me. It's a good disruption, guys, but I actually get no hobby done. Um, but ha ha how are you finding your hobby progress? Are you finding during this COVID lockdown period you're doing more hobby? Um, are you finding less hobby? Because um, I know for myself, I am someone who's driven by deadlines and I like the idea of tournament deadlines, not to rush my painting in, but like a hard deadline, like, look, you've got to find time, you've got to do this, you've got to commit. Um, I've been a real hobby butterfly. I have been all over the shop for the last six months, starting projects, shelving projects, starting shelf projects. My house is insane with just half started sprues everywhere. Uh, I'm waiting for the divorce papers to, to arrive any day now. Uh, they're hidden under all of your models that you got sent. Um, I have done, I have both painted and on solved two hobby projects. So two armies I've done in lockdown, done, played for a bit, sold. Uh, my Beastman and the Wraith Fleet army that I've recently had on Twitter that got a, got a bit of love. Uh, that's on its way to a guy in Perth um, as of today. Um, but I've done a lot of hobbying um, in the last couple of months uh, just because we're not playing. We don't, but it's been sort of ran, like random models like um, like this Nurgle guy and I've painted up some um, some Space Wolves for 40K, you know, that other game. Um, in the work in progress photo here on sort of bottom mid to bottom left, you can see one of the Oryx from um, uh, Underworlds yeah. and there's one in the back as well. So... I was painting up them on stream the other night and showing people how I did the orange in a way that didn't make you want to hurt yourself afterwards. Like uh, orange, or, orange is one of those. If you don't know how to paint orange, it's one of those colors that just drives you insane. White is another mm. one, but orange is, and even yellow, it's really hard, especially yeah. like some people, the way you prime the model and then people just put, constantly put layer and layer and layer. So um, yeah. Yeah. So this was like three layer orange. Um, that's nice and vibrant. So I was showing people how I got that effect and things like that. So um, just, yeah, just picking up the projects and moving them on. But yeah, I've got half done sort of Anvil Guard army over on the on the counter there. And like, yeah, I've been the same as you, Hobby Butterflying, but I have actually finished some stuff. Um, 
and hopefully we'll get this OBR finished in time to take to some events soon. And as, as Noobs has said, and I've said this to you many times uh, privately, is that you are the Australian two plus tough because he is a hobby butterfly. He starts a project, he sells it, he starts a new one. Um, I like to think that he's just exploring the, the Age of Sigma world really fast. Um, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, like you are, you are becoming quickly, and that's a good. That's a good. Yeah, trait, that's being, I will. I will take. I will take that. Uh, I will take that comparison. Doug is because, every, because everyone calls uh, two plus tough the uh, Bob Ross of Age of Sigma. So by by I guess association, you are Australia's Bob Ross. Yeah, I I, I don't think that's the bit that they were comparing me to. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and, no, I'll take that though. And it's good to see the chat, like, you know, people are talking about painting OBR and I think some uh, some very cool OBR people are now kind of um, exploring some of the other parts of OBR. I can see, you know, people talking Anvil Guard, um, more talking about Clint's deep, buttery, smooth voice. I love that. Um, oh, we'll, somebody needs to get the headphones checked, I think. Clint, Clint will start an ASMR uh, stream on Twitch any day now. Yeah, that's that's after the painting the the painting show is on for a couple of hours, and then sort of after midnight we switch over to ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> oh lordy, lordy, lordy! Uh, and then we kind of migrate to the OnlyFans account where uh, the shirt starts coming off. But um, no speaking of shirts, <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I've had some people at, ask me about look calendars. at all these gargants. Look at all these gargants here. I was going to say. I was going to segue, speaking of uh, of models or people who don't have a shirt. So uh, I have been an absolute hobby butterfly since COVID lockdown. So I was really gung-ho with my Cities of Sigma at the start of the year. You know, I took Hello Heart to, um, to CanCon. Um, this was going to be the year of Cities of Sigma. Um, I took Tempest Eye to um, to SAGT, and I converted my uh, my gun haulers to be out of steam tanks, fl flying steam tanks. You know, I I'd gone to a lot of effort. You know, I had the Ice Queen of Kislev riding a frost uh, frost. Uh, Frost Phoenix. Um, I had gone out and bought a, a black carmine dragon. Oh, I, I painted a carmine dragon to be a black dragon. And I was really, really going crazy hobby. And I think for me, when COVID kind of hit, I got, I wouldn't say demoralized, but you know, I, was, I, I didn't see the, the, I guess the, the light in the tunnel. And I kind of put that project on hold. And uh, for me, you know, I, I've, I've done a whole bunch of things, you know, at the time I'd signed up to a sixth edition Warhammer fantasy tournament, which had been canceled since, uh, so I'd started up a 15 point empire, a 1500 point empire point army. Um, and I'd started painting that and then it got canceled. So that project got shelved. Um, I was picking up blood bowl. We're going to do some blood bowl stuff. Uh, halfway painted that, that got shelved because again, the event and some of the community we we're kind of going to do, um, it kind of all stalled, mm. painted some squigs during the, the jaws of Mork. But for me, the minute I saw Gargans and the suns coming out, were were like like it really captured me and um if anyone's followed me on twitter or discord you probably seen me being quite constructive and i just did a podcast with um uh, combat phase at kenny lull um and you know for me the gargants have captured my imagination and i'm really excited to to play them i'm not 
a GW insider, so I'm not getting free models. I'm not being paid to say it. Uh, are they an army that will go 5-0 and o at their next tournament? No. Will they go 0-5? No. Do I think they're somewhere in between? Absolutely. Will I have fun in every game? Absolutely. Um, has it scratched my itch to convert, paint, build, uh, bring some schemes to life. Like you can just see a sample of what I've been doing here. I've been green stuffing um, hair. I've been kit bashing, you know, leg poses. I've got one guy who's stamping, one guy who's kicking. I've got uh, a guy at the back, um, got a flail using a Caradron Overlord's balloon. So it's like a, a flail. Um, I've tried to convert like the old, I don't know if you remember the old Warhammer giants from Albion, the Dogs of War. Yeah, with the big and there was, um, stone. Yep, yeah, I can yep. see him I, in the back there, yeah. I've, I've tried to kind of, you know, try to do that. So um, I've been doing that and then in parallel doing armies on parade boards. So I've kind of left a, a hot garbage picture here, not to reveal too much, but uh, in parallel I'm doing an armies on parade board that uh, this will be my first armies on parade. I've never entered. I came third at CanCon with the coolest army. Uh, although I've never actually officially, uh, that was my, you know, I've never really entered armies on parade. And despite it not being a store tournament, despite it being online, um, I'm really motivated to put, to you know, dip my toes in the water, see how it goes. And, um, and you know what, there are some really cool people out there, but I, I'm competing with myself and uh, I'm going to put out the best, display board that i'm going to be proud of despite if i think i could win it or not yeah i i i'm loving i'm loving your gargants and since they've been released you have seen so many people just tweaking those creative muscles and making the most bonkers crazy awesome models from both the old gargant kit and the new mega gargants they've just like this this they're like a half completed canvas like so they're not yeah. blank canvas so they're half complete canvas and people are just doing all sorts of crazy stuff to finish it off and it's so cool yeah i think i think for me like one of the, the the things i've really enjoyed i think cities of sigma unlocked this i was talking to ricky smith about this in an episode he did in the past and i was saying that you know cities of sigma for me has been one of the most important books in age of sigma because uh, it is unlocked creativity. If you look at how people have tried to synergize their dwarf force and made dwarf hurricanums or people like me who have made elf uh, a human phoenix garden, you know, people are trying to bring this synergy together. I've never seen so much creativity in one army. And I feel like this is another army where people are just going to town. I've seen people, you know, wielding endless spells. I've seen people, you know, Warhammer community has put some pretty cool models out there. Uh, you know, people painting... Uh, really drawing inspiration from like Dungeons and Dragons and mythology, you know, fire giants, mm. ice giants, stone giants. Um, they all don't have to be traditional flesh color. Um, and I've seen, you know, some amazing conversions where people have like cut up the model and it's very nurgly and it's got tentacles or they've gone and made it undead. Like Deke has got uh, a very cool undead version, which has like the guts hanging out and very zombified gargant. Mm. So I think for me, Probably and probably now after COVID as well, it's kind of like what I'm what I'm after in an army right now is very different. Uh, is am I chasing the meta with shootcast or Caradron overlords or you know a crazy mortal wound dealing Lumineth? Probably not. Um, so I think this is scratching a lot of itches. And to answer Hoops's question as well in the chat, um, like when it comes to timelines and projects, I think. I think there's been a couple of things for me with my projects. You know, I got really excited about playing 6th edition Warhammer Fantasy and it was an opportunity to play. I was going to play an all-night army 
And I was really excited because, you know, the reward is to play with the models on the day. And I think once that event got cancelled, I'm like, well, what's the point? And, like, obviously the point could be I could complete it. And But I was just like, well, like, I don't have a, a deadline. I don't have a goal. I, I could do it later. And other things just got kind of prioritised. And um, I don't know, like, I, I need some type of deadline. I'm not someone who will paint an army uh, at midnight the night before the event, but I do like to have a, a hard goal to strive for. <laughs> so, so it was Hoops' question in full. Um, uh, I'll bring it up. So Hoops had asked yep. the question and said, uh, do you find you need uh, loose detail in order to get the projects finished by a reasonable time or is there enough time because COVID and you push your work back further? Okay, interesting. I always paint to one standard, so I that unfortunately doesn't apply to me. I have like a standard and I can paint decently to that standard in a quick time. So I just smash stuff out. I think I think part part of the challenge that I've had is that I've really enjoyed converting. So mm. I was converting um, some Scourge Runner chariots uh, using white line kits. So I was making them free guild. So I had free guild guys on the back. I was using uh, white line chariots. So I was trying to bring in the lore of Akshi uh, in my chariots. And because I'm converting and I'm kit, kit bashing and I'm green stuffing, that all takes work, that takes time, that takes bits. And I think it was that part that got me stalled where I'm like, oh, I'll just leave the project alone. Oh, I can't be bothered green stuffing here. I can't be bothered doing this. Yeah. Um, I think that was kind of where the stalling happens. Could I put paint on a on a brush? Yes, but um, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. There's a lot of cool stuff coming down the line. The narrative is is starting up again. We've got events coming. Um, I hope people don't think I'm sounding negative. I think I just for me, I'm feeling rejuvenated with events and armies on parade and an army. I think partially as well. If Gargans were released in, I don't know, April or May, I probably would have felt this way in April or May. Yeah. You've been waiting for them for so long. You were just so hyped, and then they were coming. <laughs> well, you don't want to invest too much money because you're like, oh, any day now the Gargans will come, you know. Yeah. The the Daughters of Cain uh, models have looked really cool, and I've liked the the warband, but it's just like, oh, what, what, why bother? Gargans are coming, Gargans are coming. And then I had an order of uh, of man crushers where um, just as, as, as they got released or announced, I, I put in an order of six, oh, six boxes. Oh, it was five boxes of the single man gargants. And my order was confirmed and then it never came and then it got cancelled. So I was just like this, this I just kept getting constantly bit up. <laughs> just, just kicked further down the road. But I'm going to move forward because I don't want to talk about that anymore. Uh, so otherwise, it's going to sound too negative. But what has been happening is I have had some local store tournaments as well. So uh, I did mention Hall of Heroes. I've had a couple of pickup games, just uh, getting to practice. There's Benji, by the way, uh, who I was talking about earlier. Um, and uh, it's been a bit awesome. It's been really cool getting games out. Uh, people, places are being COVID safe, which has been great. You know, uh, people are keeping their distance. People are, you know, not touching other people's models, not touching people's dice. Um, you know, I we're, I'm wearing a mask. Um, you know, just just things to keep our, ourselves safe. And um, yep. it's been good to play again. Um, uh, I, I'm sick of talking about Age of Sigma. It's been awesome to actually play. Fair enough. That's fair. 
Um, so I re so so in this so I came third at this store tournament. So it was a, a tournament of twelve people. I came third. I only lost to Benji by one victory point. It killed my life, but it was a cool event. I got to play uh, Benji's Modest Praetorian. I got to play uh, a, a Dark Elf Cities of Sigma. So Alex Murray. Uh, okay, and then I, yep. uh, that was, it was very interesting. Um, and then I also played uh, something. Uh, I've forgotten what I played. You've uh, got, is it Iron Jaws or Warcraft? Yes, Iron Jaws. It was Big, big Wag. It was Big like Wag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was okay, big wag. it was Big Wag. I got to play Big Wag. Um, so it was very cool. It was interesting to see. I think the the trap people are going to find when you start playing against uh, the Sons of Behemoth is that the big guys don't do the damage. It's the little guys. Um <laughs> that's a fancy word for losing. Noob. Yeah, um, well played. If you're not first, you're last noobs. That's how, that's how I see yeah. it. Um, but look, it was my my second to fourth games with 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 the Suns. Um, I'd love to see how they respond to uh, a few armies. You know, Caradron Overlords, for example, the Change Host. Some of those those higher tier armies shoot cast. Uh, there's certainly nowhere I can hide my boys. But also things like Night Horde, um, because I've got a lot of high damage, but it's off the back of high rend. I do mm -hmm. worry. I do worry how I will handle that type of army. Yeah, and it would be interesting once once people start getting reps in with them. Um, a couple of you know, in a couple of weeks, probably by the end of the year, we'll have a better idea, at least in the Australian, New Zealand sort of scene, of yeah. of how they do. Well, you know, at the end of the month, I'll have at least uh, I'll have a tournament up my sleeve, like a full two day tournament, so I'll get to see what yeah. the meta's like. Uh, 40 players, so it should be a good spread. We'll have, you know, again, yeah, people like, well, we've got the mayor, Matt Tyrrell, you'll have Chris Welfare, you'll have some of the measured gaming boys. So there'll be a good competitive crowd attending mm. as well. Yeah, that's, yeah, top tier sort of players. Yeah, but no, look, it's been good. I've been playing a few games. Um, I played uh, I played the store tournament the month before with the Jaws of Mork, which was just fantastic. Uh, running a whole army of squigs. You know what it's like. You ran squigs yeah. at uh, Runax. Fun. Fun is the word. <laughs> and chaotic. What have you been up to? Uh, so I, well, in the right-hand side there is myself playing against Michael Crichton from Failed Charge. A uh, bit of a first go with my OBR uh, against, he was running Corn uh, with the big dragon boy. Uh, you can kind of see in the back there. Um, that was quite interesting. He is um, quite tough. To deal with as OBR, <laughs> like, yeah, and as, as such a big model and it's such a big base, and he has like a neg three to cast aura, and it's just, yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, I, I think if I'd have because it was the first game I'd ever played um, with the OBR, I think couple, in a couple of games time, once I'm a bit more across all the rules, I think it might have been a bit different, but I unfortunately lost. Um, and then obviously there on the left is. Uh, Manfred from my Wraith fleet, uh, who went to a couple of sort of one dayers recently, um, won some won some favorite army awards. Um, though, though it was a really cool project to do, um, but it, the army itself played not well. <laughs> like it's just, it was very much a form over function kind of army. It's a style over substance. It's like, oh, what can I make this into, and what can I use to be piratey and this and and then in the end i'm like okay so and you had a cool charybdis you know 
Eucharibus yeah, had the, uh, a cut-off head and it had a bit of, like, skeleton kind of hanging out. Yeah, yeah. It was all about the conversion project um, rather than how it functioned on the tabletop, really. So, Hopefully you don't regret this decision to sell it. Uh, let's say Legions of Nagash is the second or the next Broken Realms and there's some cool synergies that you're like, man, I wish I didn't sell that because um, it is a cool army. It's a cool army. It's going, I think it's going to go and be like a feature army at an FLGS over in WA. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so it'll have life beyond me. Um, and you know me, I do a project, I finish it, I play it a little bit and I move it on. Same with my squigs, my beasts, whatever. Um, I've still got Legion stuff here. So if Legion's is busted, I can still jump on it easily. Don't worry. Do you think Legions are going to get something? Because we, we're kind of segueing now into Broken Realms. but um, We are a little bit, yeah. It's good. Like, you know, it's, it's been good again. I think uh, getting events has, uh, has really boosted the spirits. And, you know, I do feel bad for anyone who's currently in lockdown or currently not able to play games. And hopefully, you know, just know that by hanging in, uh, your day will come. Things are coming uh, and it'll be well worth the wait. But uh, I am super excited to start seeing things come back. Unfortunately, CanCon has been cancelled for the upcoming year. Uh, so it's not like we have a lot of big tournaments coming, but we're kind of starting to see uh, store events, you know, 20-man events, 30-man events. I think I've seen uh, the, the, the Bendigo boys are starting to put on some small events. I think uh, the Borderline Gaming guys are putting on small events. So we're starting to kind of see these 10, 15, 20, 25-player events starting to pick up and hopefully – with Steam, with some, um, some some things going our way, we'll continue to build over time. Yep, definitely. Um, cool. Well, you want to get into the topic? Have you got anything else to say or should we should we get straight no, into the let's topic? Let's go straight into Broken Realms. Let's break those realms. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Really? Have I, what? Have I forgotten something? Is You're being awfully cryptic. No, I'm just stalling while I just change screens. Oh, um, okay, right. I see. I'm just stalling. I'm just stalling. But before we talk into Broken Realm, so I guess, um, and maybe I'll get your your observations in a second um, with what your thoughts are and, like, what do we know so far when it comes to Broken Realms. But before we do that, I wanted to highlight something that I was super excited to see this morning, and that is uh, this article. And I, when I first saw this article come up and we'll have a community, I thought, just another another dodgy sales article and was like what is this like more reasons to visit your store and i started reading it and i'm like okay cool there's a games workshop guy and then i read this little piece here that i wanted to highlight it's like a free model with every month and i'm like what what is this and then i'm reading it further and it says just stop by your local warhammer store and ask so this month for the month of november you get a free witch elf and i'm Ooh. like what like what is that a regular witch elf, or is that out of like Underworlds or something? I, I look. I, I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent across yeah. the 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 witch elf range. This might be a specially built witch elf. Uh, maybe the chat can tell me if this is a uh, existing model, a, a purpose built model. But I was I was talking to the Discord, and I, and I was I was thinking and reminiscing on the the times where maybe you and I very first got started into Warhammer, and how frequently um, White Dwarf used to have a free model. You know, the free Necron, the metal Necron, the free uh, Saurus Warrior, the free, uh, uh, is it Anua, the um, the sword, the the hide mercenary for, for Mordheim. We've had a free Slaughter Priest. We've had a couple of free models, but 
rarely have we we haven't really seen any free models for a while and it kind of took me back um autumn's telling me it's a, re a regular witch elf and okay. um and what's really cool though is that you know stores are, are putting uh little painting competitions as well when it comes to this model so um it kind of took me back to a time where we used to get a whole bunch of free models and it, and it can be that one model that kickstarts your new army so obviously the sales tactic is there but um yeah did you did yeah. you see this? No, I didn't. I didn't. I went looking on a Warhammer community today to look at the Broken Realm stuff to make sure I was brushed up on it for our main topic of discussion and just kind of breezed past this. Um, yeah, I I remember getting like a free Terminator and stuff like that and um, on the cover of White Dwarf and things like that. So this is all well and good, but my closest GW store is two and a half hours away. Yeah, so, I'm sorry for you. I'm not I, driving I, two and a half hours for a witch elf. I got, I got, I, I got one ten minutes away, and I'm going there anyway this Saturday for Broken Realm. So, uh, so that was really cool. And they're doing some things here that if you, uh, I think each month they're going to have these got little coins. Uh, if you spend uh, what sounds like the equivalent of a start collecting box in products, so you don't have to buy a start collecting box, but uh, I think was it start collecting box is here? What 160 AUD? Uh, 150, 150. 160. Yeah, in that range, 150, 160 bucks. So, yeah, okay. The, the conversion numbers they've given here aren't Australian. They've given um, some numbers for other countries, like 100 USD and things. But long story short, uh, each month it looks like there's going to be some coin. This month is themed for Daughters of Cain. Uh, so if this is your kind of thing and you are thinking about buying some product, uh, whether it's a start collecting or a combat control uh, patrol or whatever it might be, uh, some cool little tokens will come your way as well. There's going to be six of them. Uh, six different coins they're saying. So cool. Yep, that's cool. I do like that they've put the conversions in there for all the all the countries that don't actually have open stores at the moment, um, sort of as of today. Um, but, you know, we're just down here enjoying our open stores and stuff. No, Look. no conversions for us. Look, if I was going to spend 160 bucks on a start collecting box, uh, I would absolutely would love this token. Uh, is this token enough to, for me to go out and buy a whole bunch of start collecting boxes every month? Probably not, but it's a nice little thing for free. Uh, and the other thing for free is that they've got this little this idea, and I, I thought this was an interesting thing, is that if you buy 10 paints, you get one free. So uh, it looks like some mix and match deal. So if you're going to go in and, again, buy a bunch of 10 paints, whether it's contrast, whether it's metals, whether it's your base colours, uh, and you do buy a whole bunch of paints, you'll get you, you'll get one free. So it's not bad yeah. uh, if you're going to go buy something from GW. Yeah, absolutely. If you've got if your GW store is your local, those two things are awesome, especially with the amount of stuff that's going to be coming out soon with you know Broken Realms, as we'll get into shortly. But yeah, um, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, we we don't know the prices of the Broken Realms book just yet. But if you buy, I don't know, a kit and Broken Realms, that probably pushes you into the the coin range. And to answer one question from the chat is how much do you have to spend to get the six objective markers, the coins? Um, so they're free. They're, pardon. The, no, the, to get six of those coins, uh, uh, lots. <laughs> look, look. So you don't have to spend. So the, the coins are free if you make a purchase. So the purchase value is about 150, 160. We'll have to wait for confirmation for Australia's price or New Zealand's price. Uh, but if you you spend the equivalent of a start collecting box, uh, that price tag, uh, it does come with your purchase. So I guess for six months, you're about to buy six start collecting boxes or 150 bucks, give or take. Yeah, yeah, 800 
to thousand dollars. So they're expensive objective markers. Uh, I, I imagine I imagine they want six of the daughters of Cain one. I believe well, if that's you want, probably what, what that question is. Uh, or six eBay, of the eBay. One coin. You, you can buy yeah, one yeah. from me, eBay. <laughs> But they would, be, they would be actually cool objective markers. That was actually what I was thinking when I first saw that. I thought that would be a cool objective marker. That's fair. I'm not going to put it in a collector's box and, you know, show my friends and family when they come around at Christmas time, oh, look at my Marathi uh, collecting coin. Do you not do that? Well, first off, I don't want people coming to my house anyway. This means I have to I'm, clean up. I'm, I'm kidding. Warhammer doesn't get displayed inside the house here. Um it's all here in the in the garage. Yeah, <laughs> not allowed. So that, I'm not allowed a cabinet inside. So that obviously <laughs> works if you are in uh, in an area where Warhammer is uh, a Warhammer store is available. Obviously, for our rural, uh, I don't know how it's going to work with our, uh, our FLGS friends. I don't know if they'll they'll get some some tokens. But anyway, I thought nonetheless, if you were going to buy something, uh, this was a nice thing to to be offering. Uh, I thought the 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 witch shelf as well was uh, again something cool and it kind of took me back to a time where we did get to paint uh I, i've been eyeing off the, that um that underworld's daughters of cain warband for a while so this will start the itch um and it may may i might be happy just painting one or it actually might create a full rash and i'm going to go buy uh that underworld and then maybe get sucked into uh the shadow and pain Speaking to people who have painted witch elves, I feel like you'll paint one and then you'll go and buy anything else. Like by the time that you've painted all that flesh and the gold bangles and stuff like that, I reckon you'll go and you'll buy like Stormcast so you don't have to paint flesh anymore. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Look, 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 contrast paint as well has come out. So um, I know some people were painting like the 100, 120 witch elves pre-contrast. Pre um Again, I think. Um, anyway, we've talked too much about this. I'm. I think it's a cool thing if you are around. Uh, if you do have a local games workshop or a Warhammer store, it might be something you want to go visit over the weekend. Uh, if it's not, you know, seven hours away, I don't think a free witch elf justifies um, a seven-hour drive. No, absolutely not. <laughs> and uh, our, our good friend Gabe is, is saying, "Who spends 150 bucks?" A month, right? Right. I feel like he's justifying. Yeah, uh, and then all the, these the people trying to, all these people trying to flex in the chat, and it's like, oh, I spent grand in the last two weeks, dude. That's not good. That's not healthy. <laughs> to be fair, I, I have as well with Gargans. Let's, you know, like to be fair. But that was that was. Uh, I, I I haven't made a major purchase at Games Workshop for a while, and that was my big like, just drop the mic, uh, and and I probably won't spend a lot of money for a while. But then some something like shadow and pain is going to catch me and I'm going to cry broken realms sweet broken realms. What is it? What do we know? Why do you, why are you excited? What, what does it mean? Like what's your, your take so far? And there's been a lot of hot takes. We actually don't know anything other than the Warcom articles and a lot of speculation. Um, but what do we know so far? And, and what does this all mean to age of Sigma? Right. So broken realms is, um, basically going to be a narrative event that pushes the Age of Sigma setting forward uh, and the story forward in such a way that I like there's discussion about what it's all setting up for, but um, you know, we're getting some story progression, which is something that um, we've all come to love. I imagine in Age of Sigma, the fact that we are several hundred years in the future compared to where we started the game five years ago, 
Uh, you know, the story's progressed, things have changed, cities have risen, that sort of stuff. And I feel like we're, you know, we've had the Necroquake and all the endless spells and all that sort of stuff. And I think that Broken Realms is going to be the next jump and the next, the start of the next storyline. Um, obviously, in this first one, Marathi's being a bit naughty and um, chasing, uh, actually trying to replace Kane. Uh, but I feel like if the there's a there was a series of books in 40k leading up to their new edition called Psychic Awakening, and what that did was that drove the story forward and gave all of the armies something awesome as part of the story progression. You know, you got cool characters came out or they got new rules and things like that. Um, and I feel like this is probably this is our version of that. I feel um, where heading perhaps into a new edition or perhaps just a new paradigm um, for Age of Sigma. So. There, there is a lot of speculating that a new, and there has been new uh, speculating for a while now that there will be a new edition. Uh, it seems like Games Workshop is currently in a three-year cycle. So, um, we, you know, the last edition we had was 2018, which was the Soul Wars where we had Nighthawk Stormcast. We mm -hmm. haven't seen Stormcast updated since that point. Uh, and ironically enough, we did have a running joke for some time where Stormcast basically got a battle tome almost every six months. Uh, but then we kind of haven't really seen anything for a while and people have been speculating that uh, that 2021 come uh, June, which is the, the new financial year for Games Workshop, uh, could be the time that we see third edition. Um, and for anyone who isn't a 40K player, there were, I believe, nine books. Uh, there were nine Psychic Awakening books that were kind of led up to to the release of what we now know is third edition which is happening so uh what i really loved about psychic awakening and i don't know if we'll get that but there were new models released as well there was a package of um i can't i can't remember exactly the term but there was a, a an elder yanari uh lady walking with a cat there were there was the big long trail there was uh saint celestine as well with some you know that that's from bef the before was that before, that's was that, before? That, was, that was from when they introduced into eighth so Psychic Awakening gave us things like an updated Fabius, an updated Ragnar. Yes, that's like it, it's a lot more recent, but they got boxes and they got models and stuff. I like remember that. I remember them getting models. I remember getting them something. I've obviously mixed up my timelines, but I, I remember yeah. them getting stuff and it seemed like they got everyone got something. It was a bit of like uh you you get an update, you get an update, and AOS Hoops is already asking, do you think we're gonna see Manfred? Uh, getting a War Scroll update, or are we going to see him stay in the bin? You can ban people out of the chat, right? Um, <laughs> we're, we're definitely seeing a Broken Realms Manfred coming. Don't worry. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll see Manfred ascended. But So basically, we're going to have a bunch of books. Uh, so if your army wasn't covered, and um, I think I'll, I'll go to the website. So in Marathi, we're going to have uh, a couple of factions that are going to be covered. We've got the Daughters of Cain. We're going to have uh, Cities of Sigma, and we've got a cool new, I guess, allegiance, a city that is kind of aspired around, I guess, a dark elf build and a named sorceress on Black Dragon. Um which is going to be awesome. Uh, we do have a Stormcast army, and uh, we can go the rules in a minute, but the Stormcast are actually going to have like a one in four Cities of Sigma, so it's almost like a bit of a reverse of the way cities work, uh, kind of. It doesn't quite work as based on what we currently know, but there'll be like this combination of cities and Stormcast under Stormcast Allegiance. Uh, we've also got some rules for Slaves to Darkness, 
and we've also got some Iden the Deepkin, and we know that Iden the Deepkin is going to get a couple of rules updates as well. So not only are there going to be new sub allegiances, potentially new artifacts, potentially new rules, but we're actually seeing some War Scrolls rewritten. Not all, but some. And I, I think they'll use this opportunity to plug gaps where, like, Ardeneth are a good army. There's just some War Scrolls that just need to be a bit adjusted to make the book internally balanced. And they obviously don't want to release a whole book for Ardeneth to do that. So this is an opportunity to just plug those gaps until, you know, another two years down the line or whatever when Ardeneth get a book. Um, and I think the city stuff is really cool because... They, they had kind of set up the city's book in such a way that you could see them doing this, that they would come back and they would plug these holes and give us extra cities and stuff. So, By the way, the chat seems to be enjoying that you schooled me in 40K. Uh, <laughs> I haven't Not played 40K bad. since, like, fourth edition. I still got my Metal Sisters. Uh, there goes my retirement fund, guys. Uh, but you have been playing 40K, so I'll, I'll take that one on the chin. I just kind of stay across the law and stuff like that of 40K. I don't play it very often. Um, I give zero Fs to 40K. Uh, so basically we're, we're basically getting Psychic Awakening, um, which was which is going to be cool. Um, hopefully we don't get nine books, though, because that was a bit crazy. They were coming out like once a month, once every couple of weeks, you know, $70 book. Um but it's cool that armies are getting love without having to get a new battle tome and things like that. So we've got this stopgap. And there's a, a lot of speculation. So I know I know this this piece of art, art really created some speculation because you will notice for anyone with an observant eye, you will see big Marathi and little Marathi in the same picture. And people were just like, wait, what? You can't do that. It's either big or small. And when you start kind of looking into this and thinking about how Marathi might ascend and the alliance, or not the alliance, but uh, I guess the story progression with with Cain, um, we start to potentially see a new version of Marathi come through via this book uh, and a lot of speculation that we're going to have both models on the table at the same time. That's not speculation. That's in a Warhammer community article, either out of this one or the one. I'm trying, to build I'm trying to build suspense. But I've, got, <laughs> I've got the tabs here in chronological order, and I'm about to go into then the clobbering. Then I was going to go into the rules, but you're ruining Christmas, Clint. Don't. It's not this Christmas. This is your first warning. This is your first don't, warning. Don't be building suspense on something that you, that's got to pay off in about 10 minutes. Like, there's no point. Um, people know. People know already. You're not revealing a big secret. Wait up. I'm calling Liam. <laughs> all right, so all right, so all right, cool. We, we, we've spoiled Christmas. There is a Warhammer community article talking about having Marathi on the table at the same time. But long story short, uh, the, there is a new book coming, Marathi. Very, very cool. Uh, a nice little trailer that um, is. It, I, I really enjoy the Marathi videos. When Marathi very first come out on the Battle Tome videos, were very, very cool. It captured our imaginations. I remember at CanCon. Oh no, it was at CanCon. I think people were kind of surrounding these videos, sharing. <laughs> Cancon, yeah, on the Friday, Friday before. Yeah. Um, so anyway, long story short, we know that. And then we started getting this article and um, they, they've said that they'll be uh, sharing these short stories. 
uh, on, a, on a regular basis. I think they said monthly or fortnightly. I can't remember the exact uh, timeline, but the first story, very similar to remind me of the Malign Portents. So leading into the Soul Wars, we had this little campaign called Malign Portents, not Malign Sorcery, Malign Portents, uh, which is a set of stories that they had leading into this, I guess, narrative campaign uh, where we got to trial what is now, we know now, know as a command point. Um, well, not command point, but the way that we kind of got to play with the stratagem command point system that we didn't previously have. Um, did you get a chance to read the short story, Clint? No, I haven't read the short story yet. Sorry, that wasn't right. on the required reading for the um, <laughs> for the episode. All right. Well, I'll, I'll make sure to tell you what to do in future. Uh, but is a, a really cool short story about uh, orcs. So uh, it, yeah, so it's not quite about. Uh, I, I was going in thinking it was going to be about um, daughters of Cain, but actually, uh, it's a short little. It's, it's a couple of pages, so I'd highly recommend checking that out. And who knows uh, if this is going to mean we're going to get some named orc characters or what they're doing, or if it's just some fun. Um, but if you don't keep an eye out for War, Warhammer community, or I think you can sign up to a newsletter and you get it uh, a day or two in advance. So um, keep an eye out for that. Cool. Yeah, and they use the um, the Malone importance stories to kind of just tease in some little stuff that was coming, and and there was stuff in those Malone important stories that didn't sort of have payoffs for months um, uh, until months afterwards, which was really quite cool. Um, because I think they sort of teased Eidneth in there and all sorts of stuff. So, well, I remember, I, I remember they had the a, thing. I remember they had a story. Uh, I'm biased because I always remember this story where they were, where it was uh, a, a man and his son uh, defending their house. I think it was Nurgle or a Nurgle rot, basically, uh, and the Stormcast coming to a house and basically killed these uh, this man and uh, and his child, and. It was really about, it kind of showed off this different style of Stormcast where they're not the good guys, they're there for order. And if they see someone who's got Nurgle's Rot, they're going to kill them instead of letting Nurgle's Rot spread. Um, you know, did they kill a, a human, a, a City of Sigma person? Yes. But was it in the, uh, was it because it was right? Yes. So you kind of got to see this dark side of Stormcast. And there were a lot of these cool stories that they kind of uh, got out from uh, Malign Portents. Yeah, absolutely. It was the sort of we had Shawnee AOS one, and then we kind of had this slide into AOS two where it just got darker, and then because um, they, they were the Knights Excelsior, weren't they? Um, those particular Stormcast, and I think yeah, in there, so. yeah, that they, they are like the fanatical kind of just scour the whole village kind of dudes. So, and if you're not into reading reading Black Library books, or if you just want like a bit of a short burst, or maybe something quick for a, a train ride or whatever it might be. Um, these have been great. These have been really cool. And there'll be more to come. Oops. Yeah. Wrong way. I added a tab. Now we got some rules. All right. Here's here's the rule. Here's Clint ruining Christmas. So we had the rules and uh, we started to get a bit of a sneak peek when it come to uh, um, some, some of what's kind of coming about. So um, what did we learn so far? So we saw, started to see that we had a bit of a build when it comes to um, I guess a new kind of Medusa or uh, a, a snake-based focus. And that probably comes no surprise given that Shadow and Pain is built out of snakes as opposed to a Witch Elf builds. Yeah, they're called um, collectively the snakes and the um, the Kinnerai and the Malusi are called Skathborn. And the whole, and that this is like, 
I love it. It's like this is Marathi's like shadow ops temple. Uh, and she's these these are who she gets to do her dirty work and to get rid of um, opposition and things like that. So, you know, that's why we're sort of just hearing about them now, um, which is really cool. Um, and I like that they're focusing on those on those two fairly unique sets of units. Yeah, and it's interesting because um, I think people got surprised with the new Underworlds Warband, which was uh, Marathi's models, but you were going, wait a second, this is um, Malarian. This is going to be the new version of the Shadow Elves, but you can kind of see this little migration of the lore and kind of realising they're not separate, uh, but rather there's a bit of synergy between the two. Oh, the so, Warcry Warband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was like... Yeah, try and figure out what you meant. Yeah, the, no, I'm, the, the I'm, not, I'm not talking. I'm not talking the daughters of Cain underworld warband. Yeah, I'm talking about the new one uh, that's yeah, just come out in the box set. Yeah, yeah, that, and they're really playing off the shadow, um, the shadow lore, and I guess the shadow experience and having some teleport shenanigans as well. So, yarp, it's gonna be cool. We got to see a new version of uh, a new battalion. So we got to see, uh, I, I thought it was quite interesting. I'm like, wait a second, two shrines, two blood rack shrines. What is going on here? So we started to see, we got some new battalions uh, as we kind of start progressing into, and obviously this is contextual, right? We don't have all of the information. This is just a sample into the rules. So we don't know exactly how they're all going to play about. Uh, then we've got this, essentially this drug Lord, uh, uh, I'm calling it a drug lord, but basically I, I thought this was quite interesting that you've now got narcotics coming into play here. Yeah, so Misthaven is, it's been marked on the map for Cities of Sigma uh, for a little while, so it's good to see, uh, like, you can see that they're going to go back and they're going to fill in these random places when they need to and things like that. So, yeah, it's cool. It's like, because Anvil Guard's already, like, black market and slightly dodgy and whatever. And Miss Taven is like the people who are too dodgy for Anvil Guard go to Miss Taven. <laughs> and we saw Soul, so Soulbound, Soulbound, yeah, the RPG. Uh, yeah. That that really started creating more cities of Sigma that we didn't know about. You know, I know, I think probably the most famous one that people might have heard of is uh, is Brightspear. Uh, but there's a whole bunch of other cities, and Mist Haven is one of those. So um, whether it's going to be through White Dwarf Chronicles, whether it's going to be through things like uh, the the Broken Realms, um, I, I really like the idea of being able to bring together um, some new different cities uh, that allows you potentially to to play your army differently. Um, mm. I know there's some speculation. I can't remember if it's actually in a rule, but I know there's a lot of speculation or some people praying that there might be a one in four daughters of Cain in this army or something like that. So it, um, it wouldn't surprise me um, because, you know, the, the other cities, you've got Living City, which is Sylvaneth and uh, Tempest Eye, which is KO and things like that. So it wouldn't surprise me if they just give it that little bit of a nod. But it really depends on the narrative because if, if Marathi is like just going to start wiping all these cities off the map, they're not going to really have daughters of Cain in them. <laughs> maybe not maybe not but hey back in warhammer fantasy days there was a sub allegiance or an allegiance called the cult of slanesh where it was a combination uh demonettes and it was marathi or you know the the witch elves so who knows maybe there is some oh, yeah. part 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 of the story where the witch elves are in partnership with the cities for some reason and that allows you old dark elf players to bring your forces back together uh as opposed to having two split forces pretty much um yeah 
Autumn World Wargaming has just sort of said that there's a battle plan mentioned on one of those contents pages called the Fall of Anvil Guard. Um, do we think it'll be destroyed or just sort of sacked a bit? I don't think that they would destroy it because there's an awful lot of build up on it. Like they've just released a book in Soulbound for Anvil Guard. So yeah. I reckon it'll probably get messed up a lot, but um, it won't be gone, I don't think. Cinder uh, 4 Games telling me that uh, Cult of Slanish was retconned. Uh, no, it's not retconned if it stays in my heart. And I've still got the old, <laughs> I've still got the old book, so it can't be retconned. Book. Yeah, yeah. But like, it yeah. just shows you that the the opportunity to, I mean, back in the day, there used to be plague flagellants. There were some crazy ideas. So again, you know, what we know today is a witch elf. There is no reason why it couldn't be brought into a Cities of Sigma or some type of, you know, uh, redeemed chaos. Like, who knows, man? The, the story can take us wherever it wants to take us. Um, the Stormcast one is certainly an interesting one. Uh, my hot takes here, well, not my hot takes, but my takes would be um, it doesn't quite work the way, if you are a Cities of Sigma player, it doesn't quite work the same way. So, uh, if you are Cities of Sigma, you would know that one in every four of your models or your units can be a Stormcast, and they gain the keyword of that city. Mm -hmm. So that Stormcast would become a Hallow Heart, a Tempest Die, whatever it might be, and gain those rules. Um, based on what we currently know about this Stormkeep, um, one in four units can be Cities of Sigma. They get a boost in bravery if they're near a Liberator. They can benefit from a command ability from the Battle Tome Stormcast Eternals. Uh, but we don't know how it interacts with things like prayers and other rules. Yeah, it's all going to come down to how all those things are worded. And I think um, it's going to be one of those things that people will sit down and they'll have the Cities book and they'll have the Stormcast book and they'll figure out how these two match up and what the best cross-pollination is. Um, and we could also, like, this might, this these are retyped, right? They're not direct book extracts. It might there might be extra wording. There might be a little bit different. You know, it has happened before. Um, so it's cool though. Like it matches a lot of the artwork. You know, you had the all the stormcast, and then you know the you know the flagellants that's following around Sigmar's well, chosen. You well, know, it kind about, of matches the. Think about three years ago. Three years ago, we had those um, those cities of Sigmar boxes released during Firestorm, and mm, yeah. um, Hammerhall had a Hurricanum, a bunch of stormcast. Uh, there was a dispossessed version, so it was a bunch of dwarves and Stormcast. And mm -hmm. because it was like a 50-50 box, you never could run it the way that the box was created. This now allows unless you, you to... Firestorm, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, unless you played Firestorm or you brought him in as, like, or, or, you know, just doing mixed mixed order. But yeah. um, I think for me, like, the very first thing I saw people talking about was, you know, getting Iron Drakes into Anvils of, of Heldenhammer and double-tapping Iron Drakes in the hero phase and... and uh, right now, it doesn't look like you can do that. I don't think so. Well, <laughs> currently we don't know, but it doesn't look like right now there's any reference to say that you get the uh, the anvils um, keyword, uh, but know that there might be some combination. And I know when I was talking to um, Darren Watson, um, we were struggling to find a couple of synergizing ways that you could bring those those together without the keywords. There's not a lot of, uh, like Hurricanum used to be able to buff order units it's now cities of mm. sigma so yeah i think there's three heroes we kind of found at the time that would benefit cities but who knows what else is coming so it's interesting that they talk about storm keep garrisons if 
So one in every four army, uh, four units in a Stormkeep army. So not a Stormcast Eternals army, a Stormkeep army. So it's probably, once again, it's a subset. And whether they get the Storm Host, because like in a regular Stormcast Eternal army, everything in that army gets the the host, right? So if you were putting city stuff into the host, it would get like into the proper army, it would get the keyword. But, but these sound like they're a separate type of army. Yeah. So yeah. look, we will find out probably in a couple of days and we'll look crazy because we've like talked for so long well, about it. And people are like, it says right will, here in the book that you can't a do it. A, a man will read book eventually. But uh, I, I think <laughs> some people are really getting their, their creative juices flowing to think about, you know, we, we, we cities players are like, cool, let's bring some Stormcast units in. And I think now for cheap screens, for there's some cool things you can bring into your Stormcast army that might diversify uh, the, the build. And speaking of diversifying, I think the thing that has probably caught most people's interest uh, is hashtag shark meta. And that is not only are we getting some cool new rules for uh, Deepkin, but we are going to get some War Scroll rewrites. So they've specifically said, I think there's four different uh, war scrolls being rewritten that um which is going to be great as well uh we're going to see some cool things and uh some buffs to alapexes so shark meta is back uh ben spinetti is leading the charge there and has yeah. been for a number of years oh absolutely his army won't change it'll just get really awesome so they're they're updating both eidolons the alapexes and the leviathons so they were the the stuff in the book that wasn't quite as good as the, your eels and your Achillean kings and stuff like that. So they just have to take them up just a notch. And I think overall, the Ironeth Allegiance will be in a really good place then. And I think we'll see a lot more variety in lists. So that's really cool. Just, I think, I think we need maybe a tweak in the Nomadi Thralls, maybe just tweak them slightly. Maybe, um, yeah. But, tweaking their base size, I think, is what the issue with they are, with those are. I can't see a great rebasing of the Deepkin. Uh, maybe just range, maybe just range two weapons uh, might be Something an easier like fix than, than rebuilding. Uh, and then, and then, lastly, and finally, uh, the the army that created so much rage on the internet—that is the Slaves to Darkness—and the reason there was a lot of rage was because of this. Page was it really here. rage, or was it really? Was it rage no, or was it but, amusement? Oh, there were some slaves players to me, like, where are my rules? You said there was going to be rules. Uh, and as you look at this image, uh, chat, tell me where Slaves to Darkness is. Uh, the correct answer, it's not there. It's clearly, guys, it's clearly a mistake. Uh, the last two, page 116 and page 119, are your Slaves to Darkness. Um, so there's clearly a mistake there, but... This has kind of given us a bit of an insight to what is actually going to come. And you can start to see, as you've mentioned, Leviadon, the Eidolons, uh, the Alapexes, the Mount Trait coming in for Ideneth Deepkin, I think has uh, raised a few eyebrows. We start to see the Stormkeep battle traits, the Warden of the Stormkeep. We're probably seeing some battalions here, the Garrison, the Patrol, the Brotherhood. Um, you're starting yeah, to see... You start to see a uh, there's a named character as well. The on uh, the sorceress on the black dragon becomes a named character. Um, again, you know, we see some really really cool things coming about. And then there's a page uh, page forty six and page ninety eight where you see this Marathi dash cane, which people are like, what? Mm, yeah. So look, I, I reckon it's going to be cool. Um, you can see they've got the different battalions and bits and pieces in there. Um, 
and giving us a hint at what's coming. Yeah, and then obviously whoever did that page up uh, mucked up the the formatting of the uh, of the slaves units stuck right there at the end of Iron Deacon. So I th- I think for me one of the interesting ones, and I really want to know what this is. But page ninety two to page ninety eight are battle tome updates. What is that? Uh, is it 98 or 96? Well, 96. sorry, 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 90, 90, 92 to 96. Uh, so that's my... what, like, two, th- yeah, two double sided yeah, two yeah. pages in the book. Um, I, I imagine, I don't know whether, because we've got other War Scroll pages listed later, so it'll be interesting whether they're sort of more summaries of what's going to happen or these rules replace the rules in your book kind of explanatory stuff. So... I don't know. I, it's, I, I'm guessing it's probably the latter. If I look at the, you know, the rules, the jaws of Mork, the Trogoth, some of those white dwarf rules where they've said, like, for example, these rules replace the Loon Shrine that's in your battle tome. Potentially, that could be the change. We could get spells, artifacts. Uh, there could be a bunch of things that will be coming. But I think for me, when I look at this, if I'm cities, Stormcast, Deepkin, Slaves, or uh, Daughters, I am optimistic. And then I guess I'm looking at people in the chat talking about, you know, talking about their Sylvaneth, uh, people like you who are, you know, legions of Nagash. I know I was really surprised when I looked uh, I looked at the the General's Handbook and saw no love to, to Nagash. I thought, wait a second, where is the love to legions of Nagash? Um, we can only assume that it's coming. It's going to come, and probably Nagash and and and, and his army, his Night Haunt, his OBR, uh, Flesh Eater Courts, although they're not quite Nagashes. You know, we're gonna we're gonna see Sylvaneth. We're gonna start to see uh, Beasts of Chaos. We're gonna see you know Slanesh. We're gonna see all these armies fed into equivalent books with their story progression. Yeah, just a, a note on the um, the Battle Tone updates. It's a it's a heading and then Daughters of Cain and stuff underneath it are subheadings. So it's just the start of that section. So it's four pages. Separate. Like, is it just yeah, art? Is it'll it... be interesting. It could, oh. be, it could just be art. It could be actually be something more. I think just we don't know. I reckon I reckon a quarter of this book is going to be art and photography. Maybe a quarter, between a quarter and a third, I reckon. Yeah. Well, if you look at, if you look at it, right, you know, we've got uh, at least 50% uh, like seventy percent, sixty percent, somewhere around there. I'm just making. I'm throwing numbers up right now. I haven't actually done you the maths, are, but yeah. I'm just like seventy percent of the time. I'm right all the time. But um, we are seeing a good combination of art, rules, and um, and stories. And I think you know we could seeing some cool battle plans as well. I'm, I'm curious about some of the new realms of battle rules. So you can see page seventy six does have realms of battle. So uh, is this Ulgu? Is this um, Akshi? Uh, what is the realms of battle bringing to the table? Yeah, I think you, they've got a couple in there that they've certain places within. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> certain places within Ulgu, and then there's like Charwin Coast in Akshi, which is where Anvil Guard is. So maybe it's just more specific realms of battle for that part of the realms. Full use in the. Like they look like they've got a campaign system in there as well. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, like if we lead off uh, Psychic Awakening, those books were um, about uh, 60%. I mean, give or take, some books are, you know, Space Marines, a whole bunch of different things. But, you know, you're at least getting 50%, if not a much higher 
number of stories and art. So I think uh, this is not a book that's just going to be superseded in six months' time with the new edition. I think you're going to get um, something to put on your shelf for a while. Yep, absolutely. I went Do and got think- a bookcase the other other day to start putting all, all these all these in. Do you think? Um, do you think that the books will be all tied into gods? Like, how do you think the other books are going to come about? Do you think it's going to be based on, you know, because obviously Marathi's a first, right? Are we just going to see um, Alariel, Gorkamorka, Nagash, um, Sigma? No. Like, like how, how do you how do you think the other books are going to come about? Like, do you have any predictions? So she's not a god yet. And we don't know if she becomes a god. She might become a demigod in the end, going off what the content She's a part of the pantheon. She's a big she's a big player. And I think it'll be books based on big players. Um I saw in the um in the chat somebody was talking about, you know, Broken Realms Gordrak. And I think that's probably a good shout because he is a big player. He's not a god, but he is the dude as far as Oric War Clans go. So having ha- like an entire Grand Alliance line up behind him is not untoward, like it's not unrealistic. Um, so look, I don't think they'll all be gods. I think that limits you a little bit because there's a heck of a lot of order gods and chaos, like, and then you've got the five chaos gods. Um, but you had then have one destruction and one death and like, it's you, you're going to get a, only a couple of books out of that and your story is a bit limited. So I think it's interesting as well because um, people are speculating or people at least hoping that we start to see more um, more named characters coming out. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and I can't remember her exact, is it Dusa, Dursa, Diosa? There's some, the, the named um, Dark Elf on Black Dragon. Uh, we've, we've gotten her name and... Um, I know some people are hopefully speculating. We start to see more of these named characters, whether it's a, a named Loon Boss on Mangler Squig, uh, a named uh, Frost Lord on Thunder Tusk, or you know, or, or Stonehorn. Uh, yeah, Dursa Crack. Yeah, I'm gonna bring that up from Autumn. Autumn just made yep. my life easier. That's the name you pronounce yeah. it. Um, but like, that's the that's our named character that's coming from the um, the the sorceress on Black Dragon. So who knows what those rules look like, how they're going to interact. But um, I think people in the community have been begging for more minor characters, more named characters. Uh, we may start to see those coming out of these books. Maybe, but they're also just rebadged kits too, though. So you saw those four, is it four boxes that are coming out alongside this? There's the one with the, the dragon. There's the Stormcast one. Am I jumping ahead too much? No, 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 no. I, I, I was just thinking. I don't, I don't think I've got that um, that page up. But yeah, there is. Um, from I think it was like the this is what's coming next weekend. Um, yeah. They were, but they're just like in the boxes. It's a du- uh, it's a dude. Oh, I think it's a Lord Veritant. Um, you know, and then the next box is the old sorceress on Black Dragon, and the next box is the dude on the back of Chaos Chariot. So they're just giving names to the same kits, kind of like they did. Do you remember in the Realmgate Wars, we had like Gardas, Steel Soul, and then the model that they used for him was just the Lord Celestine painted differently. I think that might be doing that again, perhaps. But it might be like, like I've interpreted it, I've interpreted it as, as like Prince Fordry, where Prince Fordry was introduced yeah. 
a vampire lord on zombie dragon, uh, but with a with a minor uh, head swap or a kit bash from the existing kit, you now have a named version. And I've I've always wondered why there is no named uh, uh, lord uh, like the 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 husk guard on uh, on Stonehorn or a Thunder Tusk. Like why can't they have a priest or some type of named character using an existing kit? So I'm wondering maybe if this this um, this sorceress on Black Dragon is a named version, and um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, it could just be a name, like there are the kits that we're talking about here. Uh, it could be just using a part of the kit that changes the you know from a traditional model to a named character. Um, yeah, I, I think in the see the chat having a lot of fun with uh, the different books. You know, my my favorite would be uh, Broken Realms Johan. Um, yeah. from <laughs> so, uh, it's interesting you bring up Vordry, but I don't think they've done something similar to Vordry before or after. No, nah. so, Vordry is this weird, he's this weird little blip where they're like, Well, we'll just, but he's not even specifically a build of that kit, he's just a dude on Zombie Dragon. So they've not did, didn't do anything before that, and they didn't do anything after that. It's really weird. Oh, the, the Bloodseeker Palaquin is as well. This, again, same kit. That's not a named character, though. No, but like they used the existing kit to create something special that wasn't previously. Like, there's no Bloodseeker Palaquin before Legions. No, there wasn't. But it's also not great. So at least Vordro is good. <laughs> the point is, is we may see some named characters that might just be using existing kits. We don't know. Stop ruining the potential. It could happen. It might not happen. But it could happen. You're we always accusing me of ruining things. Well, I'm going to give you another strike soon. I might have to actually go to the chat and see uh, how they feel about you uh, and how your performance what? is so far. Do we need to have a performance management meeting? <laughs> oh, you're such a salesperson. Um, but like the, these are the new kits. I think um, I think for anyone who's thinking about picking up uh, an army or maybe kind of getting something for Christmas or maybe starting to think about maybe their next force, new new year, new army, or maybe just putting their, their dipping their toes in the water and maybe painting some deep kin for the first time. Maybe they don't want to fully commit to an army, but just painting something up. Uh, these these could work in your favor. Yeah, I um, I'm kind of I think I was telling you the other day that I'm, I'm uh, rereading Black Plague. Um, oh, no. What is it? It's not Black Plague. Plague it Garden? Plague Garden? Plague Garden, that one. Thank you. Um, too many plagues. And I'm, like, super keen on Stormcast at the moment. So maybe that Stormcast box will find its way into my arms. Um, who knows? <laughs> yeah. But, like, again, and, and I think I saw um, this week the Humble Bumble Bumble Humble Bundle uh, has some black black library audio dramas up as well. So if you don't want to use your Audible credits, uh, there's some other ways to access the law. Yeah, um, definitely. And there's some good ones in that. Yeah, some very good ones. We also got the Shadow and Pain box coming this week, um, which uh, I think could be interesting. Um, I think the daughters might be popular and Slanish might be a bit of a hard sell for some people. Um Certainly, most people are, I'm seeing are asking for the the, the DOK side, um, so it could be a good way good way to start a new Slanish army uh, on the cheap. Yeah, I feel like the Facebook buy swap cells are going to be full of demonets and um, chariots very soon. Uh, once people grab that that special the new character on foot for the Slanish, um, but the the daughters of Kane side 
it looks exactly what you'd want to start the the um that new temple that Marathi's sort of um started. Yeah, and then you start collecting box to get yourself a uh, a blood rack shrine, get yourself a Medusa. Um, I know you've got a, a character in here as well, but you can get yourself another Medusa. Um, yeah. I mean, you probably wouldn't want the witch elves, but either way, you can kind of boot, boost this force out quite significantly. Uh, looks like a good box if you were going to go all daughters. Yeah, absolutely. And apparently the pricing is okay as well. Yeah, That's all I have uh, heard. I haven't heard a price. I've heard just heard that it's good. And and who knows? Like, and as Luke said in the chat, like, who knows if the and, and it's probably a really good shout is potentially the next book could be uh, either you know Broken Realm Slanesh, you know, potentially finally breaking out of Light and Shadow, or it could be tied into Techless uh, again. Very similar narrative on uh, on how that's going to work. Yeah, uh, that's actually a good shout out, Luke. Yeah, because generally these boxes tie in to two releases coming. So, yeah. Very possible. And what, we might start does, to see. What what does all the shenanigans that Marathi is pulling at the moment, what does that do to the, the Elven Pantheon alliance that they kind of have? It's been a bit iffy. And, uh, and Slanesh, who is just pretending to be tied up at the moment. I think for me that this named character here uh, or this character that comes with the box is interesting because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, this is not a demon. Uh, no, and, we no. have, and we haven't seen really any mortal Slanesh, uh, and it was clearly negated in the Hedonites of Slanesh book. So is this the trigger for a mortal Slanesh to come? Uh, and will this come from the the, the new Broken Realms? Um Quite possibly, yeah. He, he isn't a demon. So, like, it, it was... I remember when this was previewed on the GW previews and it was a big deal that he was mortal. And people were like, uh-oh, this is, you know, we're going to get part two of the Slanesh book at some point soon, so... I think a lot of people were upset that there were no mortal Slanesh. They're like, wait a second, you know, there's mortal... Mortal everything, you know, every other god has a mortal version, but there was no mortal Slanesh. And it seemed like they were dodging dodging the, the, the question when it kept getting asked. So uh, could this be the introduction to uh, the mortal Slanesh? Uh, maybe, maybe. Um, or it could be coming in 12, 18 months' time, but this could be the start or the indicator of something coming. Luke's got another great shout-out there. Um, the mortals in the Underworld's Warband that's coming out in uh, Diachasm. Well, I mean, we, we we did also see Kanothi come out of Underworld. So um, who yeah, knows, maybe. Still, still waiting on that army. <laughs> yeah, we've also got the old uh, Goblin Wolf Riders. Uh, and, you know, some things may never come out. Some things eventually will come out. Maybe this is testing the waters. But uh, it could be, I, I guess for me, it could be a sign to come is kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, well, this is the mainline. Like, this is a mainline product. This is AOS, you know, proper. So it's it's definitely going to be it's it's going to lead into something. No, Noops reckons this is uh, confirmed MC Hammer Slanesh. I think it's more Mad Max, uh, the the big bad guy from the original Mad Max. Possibly, you know, um, Slanesh can't be MC Hammer because he would want you to touch this rather than telling you not to. <laughs> and Teclas took the pants. Teclas took those pants. Teclas took the pants. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, and we're seeing you know another. We're seeing a character for the Medusa as well. So we so kind of good. Again, yeah, yeah. 
So very, very cool models coming and who knows what else is coming. But I think uh, if this is a sign to come and we do get some more characters coming, um, which would be very, very cool, I think, uh, again, some people want some named characters. I think, you know, when we were talking about this offline, it's it feels like a bit of a refresh to the narrative. And I think, uh, you know, we had Soul Wars, we introduced uh, Malign Sorcery. Who knows, maybe, um, you know, one thing that I've always been worried about or, or a bit curious about is that the Bailwind Vortex has been out of stock for 12 months. Uh, it's not it's not illegal. It's still got a war scroll. It's still mentioned in the General's Handbook, but the model is unavailable. So I do wonder, will Broken Realms bring our next set of endless spells or an equivalent? Um, what else does it bring other than just rules? Yeah, yeah, quite possibly. Who knows? It's just we've got parts of one book now and we're trying to speculate for the next not quite 12 months um it's that's exciting it's super exciting i'm just looking through the models i'm just looking through yeah. the range it's a big sprue for the um Malusi character too by the way like it's compared to the the slanesh one like there's just so much going on the slanesh dude's like a leg and a torso and you put the other leg on and then the head and whatever and then the, the poor snake lady is looks like it, it'll take you all afternoon and six cups of coffee. So it looks like they've put the mold lines or where the the joins are in in good spot. I think that's probably one thing I've appreciated is just uh, the cleanup is nearly uh, not nearly as much. Broken realms, Felix. Getting, <laughs> oh. this, this this chat is insane. They are making up things and. Uh, being distracting, but also being hilarious at the same time. Uh, much love to all of you guys in the chat. Uh, it's nice to see you all back for the return. Um, but overall, I think, you know, we're starting to see some cool products. We're starting to see some ideas. Uh, and again, this is not a sales pitch. You know, I don't work for Games Workshop. I think I'm just excited about seeing a new narrative progression, what comes mm. with that narrative, and uh, how does that change both the meta, how does that change the story, uh, what does it mean for the different armies? You know, we all kind of strive through this, these soul wars and we strive for the artifacts of Sigma from the, you know, we, we had the shackling of Slanesh. We've had, you know, all this stuff that's happened, but the story hasn't really done much since. Like the sons of Behemat haven't really interacted with the law. Um, Lumineth really hasn't really interacted. There's some daddy issues with Deepkin, but overall Teclas hasn't really done much. Um like the story has, but the story hasn't really progressed. Like I don't feel like we've 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 closed out Soul Wars, and I don't think we've moved into the uh, whatever's happening next. We've kind of seen like in this void. Yep, absolutely. But I think we're going to have a ton of books that are going to do exactly that for us, and and we're going to see all of the different races get get a little, a little bit of a taste. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the, yep. the cool thing is this website has uh, has been helpful to uh, to get more across what's going on, the timelines, the realms, the factions. And I imagine, again, as more and more of these books, you know, you clearly see that this is book one. Uh, as more books come about, we're going to see this interacting and, and, and being fleshed out. And uh, who knows what it means for all our different armies. You know, for me, I'd love to see some love being thrown to the Sylvaneth, to Beasts of Chaos, Corn, uh, um, uh, Legions of the Gash, clearly. Uh, Gloom Spike Gits, I'd love to see, you know, obviously they've been getting a whole bunch of things in White Dwarf, but what does this mean for the Bad Moon, given that the Bad Moon is in the realm of Slanesh? Uh, or if, so. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think 
quite possibly um, the Git stuff that's been coming out means that they might not get as big a deal in this. I know, I know that's not going to be a popular take because they're a big army and people love them, and I love them too. I love Gits, I love Squigs, but I think perhaps we're going. You're kind of getting this pre Broken Realms because they might not get as much attention in the books. They they probably got a minor Which, part. They they might be more yeah. about the ogres and it might be more about the orcs and that it is the ogres. Yeah. But I, I'd I, say the spider fans would like some love. Yeah, I um I think. Like in Psychic Awakening, I think there were a couple of factions that just got White Dwarf rules. Yeah. So they they got new rules as part of the overall campaign, but they got White Dwarf stuff, not a book. So Yeah, look, look you know, not every army is going to get uh, an equal. We've already seen that, you know, Deepkin's getting a whole bunch of additional War Scroll rewrites. Some of them are just getting a bunch of rules or a bunch of allegiances. So um, I think, you know, if, if I was if I was an Age of Sigmar fan and I'm interested in lore, I think this is definitely a book that I'd be picking up um, to at least explore. Um, I think there's going to be some cool things coming out. But um, but let's see what what happens and see what, how the story progresses and then how that leads into AOS 3. Uh, mm. And, you know, there's speculation of how that might work and interact and, you know, just 40K, what currently is in sitting in 40K, is that an early indicator? Um, what does that mean for you know Stormcast, who poor guys haven't had an uh, an update for a while? I can't My believe I'm in a. I can't My believe I'm, for them. I actually it does for the first time ever. I actually do feel sympathetic for um, for Stormcast. Two years, two and a bit years, they haven't had a book for. For shame. Yeah, Seraphon people are laughing at their face. Absolutely. Is there anything else we want to talk about with Broken Realms? I think uh, given what we know so far, and there's been, you know, like Warhammer Weekly did an amazing um, speculation show. Uh, people are, you know, got a lot of prayers and hopes of what it's going to look like. Um, for, for me, like I'm just, I'm open to the law. I'm excited about the law. Uh, we're obviously very blessed in Australia to have events coming about so we can start to actually put these rules on the table but at the same time obviously we've got tabletop simulator so we might start to see some of this stuff uh and and probably because there's not a lot as many one one of my biggest gripes with malign portents uh which was probably the last narrative arc that we had properly um we didn't get to sit in the space for a long time like you know malign portents was like a flash in the pan we had it for about a month and it was kind of done i feel like with with covid and no major GTs we were all striving towards, we actually might get more people playing the narrative and playing through the books. Um, I don't know if you get that feeling, but certainly for me, because I'm not focused on CanCon, right? Like if this was a different world sliding doors moment, I would be, what, three months out or less focused on getting a, a CanCon tournament list. Mm. But because I don't, it's not really a goal, I can play through those campaigns. I'm not striving for ma for for masters points. I'm not uh, trying to you know go five and zero. Oh. I can just sit here, enjoy the narrative, play through some of these missions, and 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 like immerse myself. Absolutely, it's going to have more breathing room. I think it's yeah. probably what you're sort of yeah. Then um, Malign Portance did. Malign Portance came out in like January alongside Legions and Gash, and then we had we knew about AOS two. No, I feel, like, I feel like I feel like it, Malay Portance had like a month or two, and like we got the four heralds, and then it was Age of Sigma two. 
Well, we knew about Age of Sigmar 2 in like March or April when because yeah. they previewed it at, at Adepticon. So we kind of only had two, like a month or two. So you're right there. Yeah. But we then didn't get AOS 2 for another couple of months, but nobody paid attention to my importance. Nobody, like I think South Coast GT used rules from it at their event that yeah, year. Yeah, they, 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 they introduced the strategy because they had stratagems. That was the first time we introduced a stratagem command point system that we kind of know today it was different but uh because back in the day in age of sigma one uh only your general could activate the command ability and you can only do one uh per turn so yeah. bringing in these command points and you know your battalions giving you command points that was kind of introduced in malign portents and you're right south coast gt was probably one of the only major events that had tried to bring in that system uh to a major yeah. event yeah, and they got a lot of pushback on it for a variety of reasons. But, like, yeah, Malign importance didn't get any breathing space. So hopefully with um, the way that they're doing Broken Realms in that it's a progression of books, people get to get involved in it a little bit more. And I think it will touch more armies than Malign importance did because Malign importance you got the four Herald models. Yes. And then 90% of it was death anyway. Like, I'm not going to complain. I love death. But like Broken Realms will be a bit more for everyone. So yeah, I, I played Deke in a few of those games, and he was really excited about playing them. And I was just like, eh. like I wasn't as excited, being not a death player at the time. Um, and I think you're right as well. Having nine, uh, what could be uh, eight months. So if should should uh, third edition come in June, which is a predicted time frame. Um, being that we're in November right now, that's eight months. So we are going to sit in this space for some time. So, um, so I think we're going to learn a lot. Yeah, um, it will be it, timelines will be interesting and obviously affected by current events. Um, but sure. yeah, so we'll see. But yeah, I think we've got a, a long time um, relatively to uh, to appreciate these books, and I, yeah. I know I will be. Um, I think the maps as well. I think now we've got maps as well. I think that will help significantly, uh, at least for me. I'm a map map kind of guy. Yeah, we, we've all got places to um, places to actually ground ourselves within the law. Any other hopes and aspirations uh, from Broken Realms? Uh, I'll be going to buy it. Uh, I'll be going to go pick up my free Witch Elf as well. Um, from my Warhammer store, so I'll be definitely pre-ordering this. And who knows, maybe next Saturday we'll do a bit of a hobby hangout and I'll open up the book and we can chat or something. But um, any other things you, you're thinking about, anything we haven't really spoken about when it comes to Broken Realms? Not really. I think we've pretty much hammered the point home, um, how much we're both looking forward to it and what we think is going to be in it. So There might be some more, there might more information that comes out in the next, like, 24, 48 hours. Yeah, there's a couple more... A couple more articles due, I reckon, because um, they haven't told us how numerosity is going to work and things like that, which they said they would. So um, I just know that when I read that article first thing Monday morning and they like, this is coming out this weekend, I just sent my local store a message. I'm like, dude, I need the book and I need, <laughs> I need the new Bugman miniature that's coming. Like, make sure I'm top of the list for that, please. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I was surprised. I was expecting this more later in the month. I, I thought it was going to be, um, yeah, I, th I thought it was going to be much later in the month than uh, where it is now. But, hey, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm good. The earlier we get this first book, the earlier we get the rest of them. 
Do you think we'll get another one before the new year? Yeah, I reckon I reckon we might get two. Two two is a stretch, but I reckon we'll get another one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Probably every three weeks, because there's still a lot of 40k stuff that they haven't brought out yet. Um, and they've kind of given us a roadmap of what 40k stuff's coming out. So um I reckon we're gonna have yeah, another an extra book and then yeah, maybe two. We'll see. I think um I think maybe the, the shout that Luke mentioned earlier that it could be a slanish book probably is a good call, ties into Shadow and Pain. And then who knows, maybe there will be another box set or there'll be a new set of kits that will come out post-Christmas for that uh, that money, that that, that sweet, sweet uh, Christmas money that Games Workshop want to take you all uh, later <laughs> when, when we come back from, from Christmas break. So who knows, maybe the next set of the story arc will come out post-Christmas, so uh, potentially... Slanish could be the, the the right book. Yeah, well, we traditionally get um, we traditionally get some AOS releases in January that are fairly significant. So, yeah, I mean, we've had Glyn Spike Gits, we've had Nurgle. I think Nurgle come out around Christmas uh, one year as well. So, yeah. uh, again, obviously, you know, current events. Yeah, well, I think GW put out a thing this week that said that even though the UK goes into lockdown today, uh, their manufacturing isn't um affected at the, yes. at the moment so yes. i reckon there's been um you know many meetings on zoom that says how do we continue to pump out kits and keep everyone happy in lockdown even if you know if the worst happens so look yeah we should hopefully still continue to get cool stuff and as long as they can do that safely um then i'm all for it yeah, I think, yeah, we, we, we're trying to catch up to, you know, when I look at the Games Workshop website, a lot of things are still currently out of stock. I, mm. I was thinking about buying a fourth Mega Gargant and I went out to the store and the Man Crushers and the Mega Gargant kits are sold out. So I'm hoping that there will be a nice little uh, refresh to the store leading into Christmas. I think a lot of people are going to have things like Warhammer on their Christmas list. Um, so ho hopefully there will be a big restock so we can fill out those Christmas lists that's uh, yeah, there was a, a recent article to say that those stores were closing down in some of those COVID-affected areas. So the UK, for example, I think America maybe. Um, I don't, don't quote me on that, but the the manufacturing side would not be stopping at this point. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like I said, as long as they can do that safely, that's awesome. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I've kind of talked. I've probably run out of things I wanted to talk about at this particular point, and. Uh, there's probably a lot of cool things we could talk about. I think maybe as the story progresses and we learn more about Broken Realms and what it actually means and what's actually coming down to the table. Um, yeah, I think we'll have more to discuss, but right now... Um, I'm, just, I'm just picturing that, um, like, every every Down Under Sigma, so, like, every month, it's like we're just talking about the next book. And the progression, like we could just spend this show just talking broken realms for the well, next six months. Well, it's good that they actually brought this out uh, just before our episode. So we, we are going to be doing this monthly, uh, seeing how we go, and who knows if there's more to talk about, uh, we can maybe increase the show. But expect this the first Thursday of every month. Uh, if people want to watch and learn more about Clint and kind of hang out with Clint, Clint, you are doing hobby hangouts on Twitch on a Tuesday. Yep. So Hobby Heralds over on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Heralds of War, um, 8.30 p.m. Queensland time, which is GMT plus 10. Um, and then I'll probably, yeah, so every Tuesday, um, which I think is like Tuesday morning for the UK, 
Um, and then I'll probably pop up on like Sunday afternoons and do some random ones and stuff as, like that as well. Yeah, no, that's great. And you guys clearly know my schedule, so I don't have a schedule. I just whenever whenever a guest, I can secure a guest. Uh, but the cool thing as well is uh, you might have noticed that my list talking shows have probably reduced in the last month or so, uh, and that is because obviously Broken Realms has come up. So uh, I wanted to kind of hold out and talk about the new daughters, talk about the new Slatter, you know, all the things that are coming, Slaves of Darkness, Stormcast. So knowing that these things were coming, uh, but do know that we'll get um, some cool guests to talk through the the various builds so um keep an eye out for that yep awesome um i don't even where, where's the saying if i if I wore glasses i'd look like some i don't even know who that is saul so, uh Berison from homeland i don't watch homeland uh where's so uh cool uh would i bring liam back as a guest to twist the knife in um that seems mean Poor Liam. He didn't do anything wrong. I, maybe I need a shirt. Liam did nothing wrong. Apparently, uh, I ate him. Appa according to the chat, I apparently ate Liam. Which fair enough. He's so skinny, he wouldn't have been much of a meal. So Check I don't his, think that's right. really a thing. All right. This this conversation has degraded. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this, we're, we're done, I think. Poor old Liam. He did, he did nothing just, wrong. Just Noops' uh, latest comment there. Just, I'm oh, sorry, I'm done now. <laughs> Yeah, I, th I think we've got to cut off the chat. They've lost the plot. Uh, everyone, hope you enjoyed this discussion. If you think that you would like to have your content featured, like your uh, your hobby progress featured in a future episode, uh, do let me know in the chat if this seems like a good idea. Um, if you have some topics that you want to explore, maybe some uh, some guests or some things. Maybe you know we don't we don't want to harp too much on COVID, but you know uh, you know I'm going to go to an event in a couple of weeks time with Michael Thompson. So how is he running a COVID uh, safe event? But you know at the same time we're going to have a whole bunch of stories, a whole bunch of who knows maybe maybe we get new armies, we'll get new uh, new new models, new who knows what's coming down the pipeline. So. Uh, I think, you know, if you've got a theme, you've got an army, you want a topic you want to explore, uh, let us know. Yep. And I hope we kept you guys all entertained. Uh, the chat has definitely been a little crazy right now, but uh, oh, you're I all I feel awesome. like the chat entertained themselves. For the it, did get to, it, it, it did get to a point where it was just purely about um, about Broken Realms. It was like Broken Realms Bugman, Broken Realms Johan, Broken Realms... Um, and uh, Chief thinks that Liam is is lost in my beard. So uh, that, that is also likely. <laughs> uh, Liam, if you watch this, uh, please let everyone know on Twitter you're safe. <laughs> you, you haven't been eaten by Clint and you're not hiding in my beard. All right, we've lost the plot. <laughs> I'm hanging up. Guys, thank you all. I hope you enjoyed the episode and we'll chat again very soon. See you guys. See you guys. Bye. <laughs>